we're good to go. All right, here we go. Look at talk. The new episode starts now. Welcome, one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. I'm your boss man, V Jones, and today we have an exclusive round. Joining me uh, is the host of the Mom to Wife Plus Life podcast, Miss Jennifer. How you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. You know what I'm saying? How how's things going with this coronavirus madness going on? Um, I have broke down, cried, lost my shit. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's going well, I guess. Broke down, cried, at least you honest about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it's just, it's been a hot mess. Um, definitely wouldn't do this again. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> I don't think any of us would do this again. <laughs> Man, listen, it is crazy. I, I I don't I can't relate to having kids, but I can only imagine what you're going through right now. You probably have to work from home and then manage the kids, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it's crazy for you. Oh yeah, I'm basically teacher, wife, caregiver, mom, you name it, cook, chef, cafeteria lady, principal, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all <laughs> the above. That's crazy. So I understand you're from Bent- you're based out of Bentonville, Arkansas. That correct? Correct. How does it feel to be in the city where Walmart started? Um, it's very how do I put it? It's very um, I don't want to say weird, but it's very like there's different tiers. I can tell you that. Um, so uh, when we moved to Bentonville. I didn't know we were living in the rich part of town, <laughs> um, to say the least. Um, so when we got here, everybody's like, oh, you must have money. You must work for Walmart. What corporation? What part? And I was like, no, we don't have money. <laughs> we're broke. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very, it's very different than Las Vegas from where we're originally from. Wow, so you're originally from Las Vegas, and you moved to Arkansas? Yeah, I know. That question, that question, that little town in the voice, the question always comes up. I know. Everybody always asks, like, what made you move? Um, what made us move was the cost of living in Vegas has gone up so high um, with everybody from California moving in. And it was just, you know, not a lot of stuff for the kids to do. It's just... Yeah, it's not really a great place. It's a great place for adults to retire, but not when you have kids. I heard Florida was the place to retire for kids to retire, for people to retire, <laughs> not um, Las Vegas. Well, only Florida because they got Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> or Disney World, as you can say it. But yeah. Yeah, that that's interesting. Wow, that that is a whole change of life. How did you adapt to... The fast pace of Vegas to the small city of Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, so I actually like small town living, to be honest. Um, I spent a whole two years in Natchez, Mississippi, which is like they have a piggly wiggly. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> um, so it's really, really small town, like everybody knows everybody type of thing. Um so I'm used to it. My husband, on the other hand, kind of wasn't. Um, I did have my biggest worry was, um, are we going to fit in? Are there black people here? <laughs> you know, how is the South going to treat, you know, racism, all of that. So that was kind of on my mind constantly. Um, I can tell you right now, it's, I haven't really thought about it since I moved here. So it's kind of, kind of good. That's real. That's right. At least it's, you don't have to really deal with it. Unlike some parts of the South, you know what I'm saying? Because I know getting into Alabama, Georgia, even parts of Florida is really bad. Yeah, it's like, um, what, three or four towns over is where the KKK originally originated from. So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where like that's the one place where everybody tells you. Uh, be careful. Don't go through there. Try to avoid that area as much as possible. So, yeah, that's crazy. 
it's sad that we're in 2020 and there's still places like that that where we just as black folks we just have to avoid at all costs it's sad it is sad um it's something that like i try not to think about too much um and i do kind of like let my daughter know because um you know she she's technically half white so (laughs) i still have to implement that into her head as well um so it's one of those things where I grew up with a a family that's like marry within your own, you know? And when I didn't marry within my own, <laughs> uh, I was kind of like that, the black sheep of the family. I still am. So, yeah. I understand. Um, now, getting off that, let's get into your podcast. Tell me about this podcast, Mom to Wife Plus Life. Um, Mom to Wife Plus Life is a podcast for moms um, who really feel like they just don't fit with other moms and within their groups of, and community and stuff like that. So I created the podcast because, um, at first I, it was therapy for myself and I was just talking to a mic, (laughs) hopefully somebody would listen and, you know, get something out of it. Um, but it, it, it's really just for moms or women actually in general um, to empower them, to uplift them, and to let them know that they're not alone in this journey called life, you know? So on my podcast, I have various different guests um, that come in and talk about like different career options, you know, stay at home mom. We talk about abuse. We talk about, you know, marriages. We talk about sex. We talk about children. We talk about pretty much everything. That's real, that's real. And a salute to the gratitude gangster, Miss Viss Naya Rubin, for putting us together, helping us to link up, because she was on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I see she was on your podcast as well. Yes, um, she's amazing. She's funny. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yes, she's very funny. Um, We actually had a very good episode. I was like, okay, let me see how this is going to go. And the lady is very knowledgeable. She's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I, I had the same, like, notion that you did. I was like, okay, well, gratitude gangster. Okay, like, what what is this? (laughs) Gratitude gangster. (laughs) I was like, okay. Okay. And I I was like, well, let's just see how this goes. And I've learned with podcasting, you just... You have to keep open mind because you never know it might turn out to be a good episode. Yeah. I've literally had um, a couple of guests on mine and I've had a psychic and medium. I'm just like, okay, well, I guess this is happening. <laughs> so. <laughs> so talk to me about, about your most recent episode, Donuts and Candy Lines featuring Jennifer Smith. <laughs> yes. How did that episode come about? Um, so I met her through podcast guest and, um, she's, she's funny. She reminds me a lot of this Maya. Um, she, um, I don't know. Her name is Jennifer, Jennifer Eberhardt Smith. And she wrote a, a self-help book about, um, you know, just empowering women and, um, the journey of being gay and being a mom, a stay at home mom at that. So that's that was an interesting d- dynamic that I like to, I want to explore and listen to, um, because you don't really hear that often. A, a gay single mom at first, and then a gay single, not single, but gay married stay at home mom. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't hear that title very often. So I was like, I gotta talk to you. Um, but her title came up um, as Donuts and Dandelions, just. She's like, you know, when you're out in the field with dandelions, you want some donuts. <laughs> and so that's how she came up with the title. And, and it was fun. It was a fun conversation. Uh, we dived into a lot of topics regarding kids, regarding motherhood, um, you know, divorce and all of those things. That's right. That's a cool episode. Um, so what have you learned about yourself on your podcast and journey as on your journey as a black creative? What have you like discovered about yourself? About myself? Um, I'm not a pushover. <laughs> um, I tend to be a people pleaser, um, which is just me in general. That's my nature. Um, 
So for me, realizing I have to say no to certain people that don't fit my podcast and, you know, them getting offended, I just kind of have to brush it off and be okay with it. I, you know, I'm more tough than I realized I am in that sense. That's real. That's real. Um, so what made you start this podcast? Um, it was therapy for myself. Um, and also I was going through some things as a mom, as a newlywed, as a single parent at one point, um, surviving domestic violence abuse. Um, so it was just, I just needed an outlet. Um, I tried to blog. I'm not a writer. (laughs) I don't have the patience to sit down and type or write anything. Um, So I figured podcasts would be better because I like talking. I can talk it out, get my feelings out, and keep it going. Wow. Um, So what made you, What? how did you get through the darkest times of your life? Like, talk to me about what was going on that that caused this person to domestically harm you. Because that's that's um, that's sell that's selfish and I I wouldn't condone that. So like, how did you get through that dark period of time? Um, it's kind of tough to say because there was times during the relationship where I wanted to leave, and um, something always just kept pushing pulling me back. Um, it was whether it was either financial reasons or the fact that I didn't have a place to stay, um, or you know, I did have a kid at that time. So it's like, I have no resources for my kid, no food for my kid, and not a roof over my head for my my kid and myself. Um, so in a sense, it was kind of one of those things where he had this hold and this leverage over me. And um, I didn't really have a supportive family either to kind of help with that. Um, I remember the one thing my mom said to me, and it still pisses me off to this day, is what did you do to make him mad? What, why is he hitting you? What, what did you do? And it's like, why did I have to do something for him to punch me in the face or choke me or, you know, slam a car seat in my head? You know, like there is no reason for any of that. Wow. That is a lot. That is crazy. I'm glad that you survived and you lived to tell about it. So now what is your advice to women that go through that on the regular? You know what I'm saying? The ones that the man constantly beating on them, but they just don't have the courage to leave them. Um, realize your self-worth because I had to basically lie to him and tell him, oh, I have, you know, something wrong with my womanhood, basically, and I need to go to the doctor. Basically, I was going to see a therapist and I was kind of like seeking help that way. Um, Because if I told him I was going to a therapist, he wouldn't allow me to go. Um, So I did stuff like that. So if you're at a point where you want to leave um, and you have kids, I'm just going to put it this way. If you're at a point and you want to leave and you have kids, um, seek out the school because that's what I did. I literally got to a point where... I didn't want to get back in the car. I didn't want to go back to the house because I knew that um, one or two things was going to happen. He was either going to leave me stranded somewhere or I was going to have a black eye and a bloody nose and I would have to cover it up or something. And I didn't want to go back in the car that day. So I actually reached out to my daughter's pre-K principal, whatever you want to call them at that point of stage in life. And I told her, I was like, I don't feel safe. And I do not wish for my daughter to go home with this situation. So sometimes reaching out to absolutely someone you don't know could be the best option for you. That's real. That's real. And I'm glad you lived to tell about it. Now, now getting back to your podcast, let's talk a little about the episode of Coping With a Loss. Because I know there's some people that probably... Lost some family members due to this COVID mess is going on. So what was the biggest thing you took away and you want people to take away from that episode? Um, so Ronnie's story, when that episode, um, when I recorded that episode with her, I tried so hard not to cry. 
and I was trying to keep it strong and together for her because um, if you actually listen to it, there's points where um, she was crying, she was tearing up and, you know, I had to pause and, you know, keep going again. Um, it's just, you know, take the time with your family. You have no idea when your last day with them is and um, forgiveness is always one of those things that people talk about and you know like I can never forgive the people that killed my kid or did this or did that but you need that for yourself you need that to move on um, and not be bitter and not hold that anger because it's going to just eat you alive and she actually did something amazing she turned her son's um, memory into a foundation you know to give back to others which you know not a lot of people can do but it was great that she did do that and I took away that I need to spend more time with my family, even though they drive me nuts. <laughs> wow, you need to spend more time with your family, even though they drive you nuts. More power to you. you you're a real one. Because um, so, I know most people would just say, forget it, and and not uh, just keep it moving. Yeah, I mean, it, it actually kind of broke my heart because when I uh, aired that episode, like a whole bunch of my Facebook friends um, were losing loved ones left and right. And I was just like, oh my God. Like um, just recently, one of my friends just lost her five-year-old son down to, due to COVID. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't. Like, I can't even barely be on Facebook for that long, you know, type of thing. So. No, I totally get you. I totally get you now. Now, this next episode, um, I want to get to what you about. Um, I've had a lot of moms come through the podcast, believe it or not. Um, I don't know if you've been checking them out, but I've been having a lot of moms. Some of them are single, some of them are married. I've had a lot of moms come through the podcast. So, why don't you join the mom fest? Well, okay. oh, sorry about that. The single mom hustle. Like, yes, that is my friend, Nicole Smith, and it's I love her. Um, I talk to her on a regular. She's like one of the good friends now. Um, she is amazing. She is a single mom who um, raised her daughter on her own with family help. Um, but she created a, she's an entrepreneur as well. And she's a cheerleader. <laughs> um, so you just don't hear that very often. You don't hear that combination. And she tried out for this cheerleading team 40 times. I would have gave up. She tried out 40 times. times. I would have gave up after three, (laughs) maybe four, but 40 times. And she just never let it like break her. And I think I, it, it was a good episode because her determination to do her dream and reach her goal, as well as be a single mom and hustle and bustle and all of that was just amazing. 40 times, that that's a lot, you know what I'm saying? So was there ever a point in time you were the single mom you could relate to what yes. she was going through? Um, so I was the single mom for, I, I mean, like pretty much until I met my husband. So that was like for five years, <laughs> five years pretty much. And um, it's hard. I'm going to be honest. It's so hard. Um some people like to sugarcoat and be like, oh, we had, we were fine. We had a good life. Um, no, it was hard. Um, there was times where like I would cook dinner and I wouldn't eat because that was our food. And I would like cut up her food and, um, make it into smaller pieces just so she could eat. Um, you know, buy only foods that she likes because that's all I had money for. Um, stay in hotels because we didn't have a place to stay or couldn't make rent or, you know, have to find a roommate situation and deal with that. And babysitting. Oh, God, babysitters are so expensive. And, you know, finding the right person to trust. Um, There was a point in time where I actually had my daughter going to a babysitter who was leaving the kids alone at home. She was running a daycare, and then she was down the street at the casino. Like, (laughs) yeah. What? (laughs) It's a lot of did y'all call yes, the police on that woman? Um, she was a sweet lady, but it was that is she child endangerment. And it's like, 
you just never know who you can trust with your child. And that's one of the scariest things about being a single mom is because you're literally relying on strangers to help you out. Yeah, that's definitely real. That's definitely a scary part of being a single parent. Now, on the other side, what is the dangerous side of dating while being a mother? And help some, this might be able to help some single men out without kids out. This might be able to help some single people without kids out and understanding motherhood and fatherhood, single momhood and single so fatherhood. So my thing is, and this is a lot of things that I encountered as well as I still have friends who are single and have kids, um, is a guy was like, oh, we're perfectly fine with kids. I'm cool with kids. But then he doesn't realize that her first priority is her kids, not you. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of guys, they just, they can't handle that. And I don't know why you signed up for this. You, you acknowledge that she had kids and you just chose to think that she was going to choose you over her kids. That's not how it's going to happen. Um, so that's one of the things about being a single mom and dating <laughs> I would say is if you're a guy out there realize that her kids come first so if she can't make a date night or something like that or she can't go out with you um help her find a babysitter <laughs> like do one of the two options either accept it and plan for something else or help her find a babysitter like do you know you would get extra points for helping her find a babysitter I'm just saying like <laughs> Wow, you sound like one of the guests I've had on one of my episodes um, who's a single mom. I think this was um, episode 97, either 96 or 97, where I talked to this lady. She said straight up, uh, a, a man will get extra points in her eyes if he only, he found a babysitter and paid for yeah. the babysitter. I'm like... It's true. It, it's 100% true. I can't tell you how many guys I went out with before I met my husband. Um where they wouldn't do that or they wouldn't even like help me get a babysitter like not even pay for it just help me get one there's only out of the whole like dating scene that I've done there was literally one guy that actually did it one that was it (laughs) and let me guess that guy's now your husband (laughs) wow Hey, hey, fellas, y'all heard how to win it, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all done heard how to win it. So what's the what's the big difference between corporate world and motherhood? Um, there's a lot. <laughs> um, motherhood, you don't get to clock out. Um, you're constantly on call. You're constantly at work. Even in your sleep, you're at work. Um, in the corporate world, you can turn it off. You can leave. You can quit. You don't have to go back. (laughs) Um, that's, that's the biggest difference. Um, also being a mom who works in the corporate world, the odds are really up against you. Um, and I think I talked about it in one of my episodes. Um, I think it was with Kamani Woods. Um, but it's, it's so true. It's so, it's so bad that like, we're literally competing, not just with the moms that, not moms, but the ladies that don't have kids. We're competing against men. <laughs> We're competing against everything. Everything's stacked up against us because they think, oh, you have kids, so we can't give you that promotion. Or you're always looked at, do you have time? And most of the time, we don't. But if we love our jobs, we're going to make the time for it. Yeah, that's definitely real. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Look and Talk podcast. And this is the exclusive round with Miss Jennifer, the host of the Mom to Life, Mom to Wife Plus Life podcast. That's a very <laughs> interesting title. So what are some resources that really helped you along your um, journey? Reaching out to friends and um, a lot of self-help books <laughs> and just... um church god all of those things um those are my top three pretty much that's definitely real so what are some things you wish you would have known about podcasting before you got started oh my god how easy it is (laughs) um 
I honestly should have never struggled to try to do blogging and keep up with that. And I shouldn't have never hesitated to, because in my heart of hearts, I've always known that a nine to five job was never my thing. Um, so I should have never waited so long to start one. And I'm kind of like kicking myself in the butt because I'm really good at it. Um, I'm really good at interviewing people. I'm really good at talking. And I love having friendships come out of it and, you know, just good conversation. I love it. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. Now, let me ask you this. How does it feel to be on the um, other side? Meaning you're not the one asking questions. I will be honest. Um, but it's actually, it takes so much pressure off of me because, like, when you're recording, um, you have to look and see, like, oh, okay, is this, you know, you kind of already play your editing back in your head, <laughs> which for me, I do that. So it's like, okay, we've talked about this. I'm going to have to edit this out um, and I have to cut back the background noise or I'm about to cover it up with music or something or, um, you know, I have to redo her name because I misset it or something. So it's just... <laughs> So I, I don't have to think. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you put more work into me because honestly, my episodes are just raw and uncut. If I don't want to ask something, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask something, and I'm just gonna edit it out later. I'm raw and uncut. I just I know in my mind where I want to go, and I just take it based on how the conversation goes. And it is, and I've heard from a lot of different podcasters that say all said the same thing. When they came on my podcast, it was probably their first time being a guest interview, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's very. I like I like being a guest. I'm not gonna lie. I think that's why I kind of put it out there. I was like, I'm ready to be a guest on somebody else. I'm ready to like not do the work for a minute. <laughs> Honestly, after doing all these guests, apparently having all these guests on podcasts, I'm getting to have one of those. Look, y'all talk to me now. Come on, look, help me out. You know what I'm saying? Help me spread the word out. You know what I'm saying? I'm helping y'all spread it. Help me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what's something you like most about living? Um, I would say nature. And it, it's funny because, like, my husband was just saying this to me. He's like, You like the pictures, but you don't like to be in it. <laughs> um, so I love like the scenery. Um, I love like how the sun sets. It's I will say Vegas between Vegas and Arkansas, their sunsets are pretty much equal. Um, Vegas maybe has a little bit of a high ground, but um, you know it's so fresh. It's so like fresh air, and um, it's just nice. You can always go outside, and you don't have to like either be dying of heat or you know, super duper cold and we have seasons like legit seasons <laughs> um we have winter fall and spring and summer so i i love it yeah i don't want to hear nobody complaining about seasons because i live in a state where you barely get seasons and sometimes you get all four seasons <laughs> in one day it was kind of like the other day for us. We yes. had all four seasons in one day. I'm, it's not a constant thing, but we literally had it. Oh, it's a constant thing here in Florida. It can be cold in the morning. Then by by time lunchtime, it done warmed up. And then by the time it's time for you to leave, it's hotter than you know what. I'm <laughs> like, really? But we get used to it. You know what I'm saying? So it's... It's nothing new. So what can people expect from the podcast going forward this year? Because I'm seeing a lot of guest appearances. What, what are you looking to do with the um, podcast so going forward this right year? Right now, we just hit season two. Um, uh, we reached 50 episodes, I think, back in April, not April, but um, March. And I'm just like having guests come on, share their experiences. And um, once season three hits in August... Um, I'll be more back onto motherhood and, um, topics regarding children and all of that. And, you know, getting back into the title of what the show is, but right now I just kind of wanted to open the door and show all these moms and women that you can work from home. You can work a corporate job. You can do X, Y, and Z. You can, you know, <laughs> do nothing and still be okay. And I just want them to hear it from different 
voices and different people of all different walks of life because I think that's really important. Wow, that's interesting. Um, and also, we about to start season three about the same time because I was just sitting here looking over things and I realized, oh, snap. Look at talk season three is going to be in August as well. So I'm like, damn, we yeah. start our podcast around the same time. <laughs> it's gonna be, I'm going to have to come back. What a coincidence. <laughs> hey. Hey, I got you. You just let me know. I'll make it happen. Um, so what did you want people to take away from season one and season two if they were just to binge okay, listen so to your podcast? One, I was a hot mess. And I literally say that in about every single episode. <laughs> Who wasn't a hot mess in the first season of their podcast? Um, and I rambled. I think my the biggest episode and the most favorite episode of season one is the episode of where I'm eating french fries in my car and I'm just ranting (laughs) um so yeah I think I might bring those those episodes those types of episodes back in season three because you guys seem to like those so (laughs) I will be doing that um but I was a hot mess I didn't know what I wanted to do with the podcast I didn't know where I wanted to go so it was like every other episode was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And season two is a little bit more structured. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, it's a little bit more structured. I have a, a vision. It's going to get there. But, um, you know, season two just broke off. So it's going to do great things. That's real. That's definitely real. So what was your favorite episode um, from season my two favorite so far? Episode so far from season two would have to be the one I recorded with um, Nicole Smith, um, which is a single mom side hustle episode. Because um, we had a long conversation after the episode, and I really wish I would have recorded it, but it was more of a personal level, and I didn't want her business out there. But um Come to find out, our families know each other, so it's actually pretty nuts, and it's pretty insane, and I was like, oh my god, you were meant to be on my podcast for a reason, we were meant to be uh, friends, so. So, yeah, your, your so, family's um, new each other? I come from, my mom, my mom is Panamanian, so we're, she's full Panamanian, I'm half, but, um, so my mom's brother which is my uncle knows her mom and dad they march in the parade together in new york um during panama independence day so (laughs) it's pretty crazy it's pretty wild because she's like oh i think our families might know each other and i was like okay cool and so we literally exchanged pictures and i showed it to my uncle because um he marches in the parade every year and he's like, oh, yeah, I know them. And he's like, I've talked to them every week. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, Nicole, our families know each other. <laughs> we just don't know each other, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Interesting. It's always where you least expected to meet your family members or long-lost family members. I can totally agree with you on that. You know, it is. And sometimes it can be the strangest ways yes. to meet long lost family. Like I met so my I totally older feel brother you. that I kind of yeah. thought I had. Well, I kind of thought I didn't have because you know parents tell you things. And you're like, yeah, yeah, uh huh, sure, I have a brother, cool, whatever. You know, where is he? I haven't seen him in X amount of years. You know, <laughs> um, so it's funny when I actually moved to Mississippi, and my dad's like, oh, do you want to meet your brother? And I was like, um, sure. This is going to be like, I was just like, yeah, I'm waiting for the joke, you know, like, ha ha, there is no brother, <laughs> you know, um, it turns out where I was actually living, he lived down the street. So I was passing my brother's house like every day to go to Walmart <laughs> and didn't even know it. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I've had some interesting people, family members. It's like I didn't. I I could totally agree with you on it was an awkward meeting me your sibling for the first time because I didn't meet the sister that I'm so close with now until I was like 
a couple years, uh, a year out of graduating from college, and it was um, it was her, the guy she was with at the time knew a friend of mine, and they just got us together. <laughs> Neither one of them told us we were going to meet, and she was kind of skeptical about it at first, but then after we finally hung out without them around and got to know each other, and next thing you know, this next day though, they in a day, this girl don't talk to me. At, le- at least it was good for her because I have some sisters where it was kind of awkward meeting them at first. And you have you ever been in a situation where you're hanging out with a person and you're like, there's no way yes. in hell I'm ever hanging out with this <laughs> More person times again? Than I would like to admit, yes. <laughs> Yes, and that's what happened to me because there are two two of my sisters that are very close because they got the same mom, and they just they just I don't want to put them out all bad, but they just gave me that vibe of yeah, I'm not gonna meet with y'all again. And honestly, and if they listen to the podcast, they know I still love them. But hey, it, it was just the impression you gave me that day. Just do better, y'all. Y'all know I love y'all. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I will tell you, I do not talk to my brother. I don't really wish to talk to my my little brother. And um, yeah, they can kick rocks. <laughs> Honestly, those two sisters I was referring to, I'm, I'm I say I love, I got love for them, but it's like they can kick rocks at the end of the day because they're both so grimy, and they're both. And when it comes to business about our dad. They don't like telling them. And I'll be honest, I had to deadbeat dad. So it's it's not like I care. But you should just hoard information as if it's the end of the world, like the apocalypse. Family's is a whole other like demon talking. I don't know what's just, wrong with some they're weird. <laughs> yes, families are weird. And if any families are listening to the podcast, please don't get offended. Just do better with your life so that way we don't have to get on our <laughs> podcast and talk about you. Because, you know, they always want to get mad at you for bringing it up or talking about them. Thank but you. They never oh, my address God. Their that is issues. so true. Because, like, my biggest worry is, like, because I talk about, like, my childhood trauma with my mom and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, man, one day she's actually going to listen to one of the episodes and it's going to be about that. But you know what? I say if you shouldn't have David, you did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You did it. I said it. <laughs> you, see, you're making my mom look like an angel, honestly, because my, mine, mine was just straight up. I mean, I think that was one time I was in college and she had came for a visit and I was I was very cold towards her, really didn't want her around. And then she finally just called me up one day. She said, I just don't appreciate it. Okay, I <laughs> fucked up when I did this. I'm like... Hearing your parent apologize as when you're an adult, I'm like, you know what? All right, mommy. You were woman enough to admit when you were wrong, something you should have told me when I was 18, but you know what? Hey, better late than never. So that kind of changed things. So, so now, but I know my mom be listening to my podcast. Mm. She claims her ears be bleeding, but I'm like, mom, <laughs> I don't believe you, mom. We ain't that crazy on look and talk, mom. I, I don't believe you. Your ears do not be bleeding. The only way your ears will be bleeding is if you got your headphones on yeah, maximum yeah. for a couple hours. So, <laughs> so speaking of moms, what have you learned from your mom that helped you transition uh, into motherhood? <laughs> um, so I say this a lot um, on my podcast is. I, I love my mom at a distance and I have to, I have to do it that way. Um, my mom is so toxic. She's one of those people that are the textbook example of why you should cut off toxic family members. Um, (laughs) and I say this because growing up, um, you know, she, she was in the military, she's a veteran now and everything. Um, growing up, it was just, I don't know if she just had something out for me, but like the way she treated me and the way she treated my brother was like night and day. My brother could do no wrong, did nothing. Even when he caught, when he got caught having a threesome inside the house, did no wrong, <laughs> did no wrong. But what? Me, <laughs> Your brother, me, bold. I had to know my, 
a boy in my pocket and I got my hair ripped out of my head. I got kicked out of the house. I got called every name in the book. A note, okay, that said, will you be my girlfriend? You know, it was one of those little kitty notes. But I got the worst treatment of my life. But my brother, oh, pat on the back. Good job. Just don't do it again. Like. <laughs> wow. So maybe you're proving the notion that some moms are lenient on yes. the boys, but hard and as hell on the Honestly, I did nothing to give her the ammo to do that to me ever um and it's funny because like talking to my aunt and my uncle and all these family members they saw it too and they did nothing they didn't say anything but you know now as an adult they're like you know just leave her alone let her do her thing she'll either apologize on her deathbed or she'll never say anything but you have to move on you have to be at peace with it but a part of me is like, no, <laughs> no, I need an apology. <laughs> um, but that was just like one of the many treatments that she's ever done to me. Um, I wanted to play sports really badly. She told me no, because ladies, girls don't play sports. Uh, but then you look at like Serena Williams, you look at all these tennis players, you look at soccer players <laughs> and things like that. And exactly. Um, so Basketball I don't players, know what it yeah. was about me that she just hated so much. So um, being a mom now myself, I realize that I love my daughter. <laughs> I love her no matter what she does. Um, she can piss me off. <laughs> like just before we started recording today, she's like, mom, I don't like you. You gave me a headache. And I'm like, good. <laughs> you know, but we have that banter and I, I love it um, because I just want her to feel safe and comfortable. And I realized learning from my mom that she never made me feel like that. Yeah, that's real. That's real. That That's that's good. That's good that you don't, like, take things that your mom did to you and pass it down and treat your daughter yeah, like I mean, that. I mean, I had an eating disorder. I was told so, that I was, you know, because I was the, the light-skinned one of my family. I was getting too dark. So I need to bleach my skin to stay pretty. Um, this is coming from my mom here, okay? It's not coming from outside sources, not magazines or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's just... Yeah, she literally your bought mom the soap really told and, you to bleach your um, skin? Gave me a chemical peel on my face one time. And we are actually on our way to Vegas for a spring break trip. And I remember I told her, I was like, my face is burning. And she's like, oh... It'll make you prettier. It'll just peel off all the skin and make you prettier. Yeah. Oh my goodness, your mom oh, is something. I, mean, I hope you went and saw a dermatologist yes, I do, I and got treated and everything um, from it. So, yeah. So how did you deal with that pain um, that your mom just I partied a lot. dished out to you? <laughs> um, I'm not going to be like, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. I partied. I threw myself into going out every Friday, Saturday, reggae nights on Sunday, <laughs> um, college Tuesdays, Thursdays. I was pretty much partying to a point where I, you know, wasn't really eating. I was throwing up in bathrooms and I had an eating disorder and you know I just basically was like I don't value myself I don't think of myself as worthy um until I realized that like I can't keep doing this this is not good for me <laughs> and I had a wake-up call one day and um I think it was I got held at gunpoint on my way back home from the beach and I was like okay this is it <laughs> this is this is the end and I really thought like of all the things I've done is this how I really want to die and I said no so yeah so how did you escape from being um, held at gunpoint to now my wallet over um it had nothing in it. <laughs> um, he didn't know that. But um, I literally 
handing my wallet over and I got on the bus and I told the bus driver, I was like, hey, um, this guy just stole my wallet. I don't have my bus pass or anything. And he was like, okay, cool. And then the next day I went and got new everything. Wow. So was it at that point where it just Pretty clicked much. for you um, that where I need to turn this around? Yeah, it was it was mostly like what I'm doing, partying, drinking, you know, waking up in random strangers' houses <laughs> was not the thing to do. Um I like I said, I had a tough journey and I realized this is not who I wanted to be. This is not what I envisioned for myself. How did you survive this tough journey? Because first you're getting it from your mama, then you're getting held at gunpoint, and then you were in an abusive relationship. How in the world did you just uh, survive um, all of that? Honestly, just being tough. Like I said, when I was when I was a kid, um, I really wasn't tough. I really didn't value myself. But now I'm like, um, I have a price. <laughs> so I think about like how much would my funeral cost and all of this. And am I worth that much money? <laughs> no, I'm not. But, you know, I'm going to make sure I, I am. Um, and I think it was just more like I have a purpose and I still haven't lived my purpose yet. And I could take all of this hurt, all these pain, all these stories and show people what not to do and I've always kind of been like that um even before I even started a podcast before I was married before I had kids I was always trying to show somebody hey you somebody always has it worse and I never really told my story like that until I got to actually until I married my husband and I was starting to have triggers and things like that and I was like oh crap <laughs> I need to go to therapy um and then that's when I got diagnosed with PTSD and I have childhood trauma and I never uh, recovered from any of it. I was just pushing it down. And now I can talk about it and I can share my story and encourage others, you know? Wow, that's real. But I do want to take this minute to tell you thank you for just telling your story like that. I know you probably weren't expecting to tell your story, but I really do appreciate you telling your story. It's because I know to talk about that and I know that it's probably a touchy subject, but I'm really grateful that you were just able to just unload oh, and yeah. share the um, story for the listeners of Look Talk. <laughs> Listen, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if some people that listen to Look and Talk, um, they they might break, shed a few tears on this episode because I'm just like, I'm just in awe of your strength and the fact that you had the willpower to just overcome all of that and then to be putting out podcasts and talking to people about yeah, this. this I is, mean, that's truly amazing. I didn't amazing. know this is where I would end up, to be honest, but... Um, I knew I, I, at some point I was like, I always wanted to start like a nonprofit. I always wanted to do, you know, something to help others. Um, so when I was going through the whole domestic violence situation and getting restraining orders, I had, um, what they call a victim advocate. And I was like, man, I want to be that, <laughs> you know, I want to do that. And I just want to like help someone share their voice. I want, I want that. Hey, that's real. That's definitely real. People definitely need to share their voice. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Liquor Talk podcast. Always expect the unexpected, ladies and gentlemen. You, If you haven't poured up already, I need you to go ahead and pour up because the more you pour up, the better this podcast is going to sound, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all don't believe me. Just listen. Take you a couple shots and listen. Now, don't do it while driving or working because... I don't need you getting a DUI or getting fired from your job. So drink responsibly, ladies and gentlemen, and survive the coronavirus because we almost out of this damn thing. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Look at Talk. If you don't know, now you know. 
So tell me, uh, on a lighter note, I'm more what's of a wine and drink? beer person. Um, let's just say liquor and like hard liquor, um, like tequila and all those things. We don't agree. <laughs> um, there's always some some head in the toilet afterwards. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, um, there was a point where uh, oh, Long wow. Island iced teas were my favorite. Um, until they weren't <laughs> tequila shots are my favorite um it was yeah it yeah me and hard liquor don't get along anymore <laughs> hey that's all right that's all right you know what i'm saying me and skull vodka me and the vodka in that clear bottle the clear <laughs> plastic bottle that don't me and that one don't get along but I totally um, I like feel you. So, so what's your favorite kind of wine? Or like a red wine. Um, any red blend is perfect for me. I don't really do white. For some reason, it just doesn't taste fine. <laughs> it just doesn't do me justice. Um, yeah. So red or Moscato. Man, I, I had a white wine. That thing tasted so dry. It tastes... It felt like I was tasting the Arizona like, desert in a fucking bottle. And make it worse. It was... <laughs> oh, man. And see what's bad is I had somebody over that night, and even they were like, I was like, you know what? This is the last time I'm buying a bottle of fucking wine. We gonna have some liquor, <laughs> or oh, I'm just gonna ask her what the hell kind of wine she like. Shit. Waste of my, waste of my ten dollars. I was mad. Yes. So I was like, uh, white wow. wine. I don't know who drinks it, but you guys have no taste buds. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, they have no no taste buds whatsoever. I think the only white yeah. wine I could do is Moscato. That's the only white wine I could do. All the other, if it's any other kind of white wine, I'm like, get that thing away from me because that thing, like yeah, I said, is drier like than the Arizona Arizona desert. Or, like the just mm -hmm. straight up Moscato, I can't. Mm -mm. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll definitely agree with you on that. Um, I remember I was in college. This chick, I told the chick I ain't never tried Moscato. This chick ran over. Got poured over the glass and handed it to me. I'm like, damn, Shawty, is Moscato that good? I'm looking at her like, is it that good? Okay. I tasted it. I was yeah. like, yeah, this, this Moscato was good, but the pink Moscato is where it's at, though. I will agree with you on there. So tell me, what are you looking forward to most once this coronavirus madness is over? <laughs> um, a lot of people laugh at me when I say that. I'm like, Y'all don't understand. I used to have like a good four or five hour break <laughs> where I had no one bothering me, nobody asking me to do anything. Um, I could run around the house naked. <laughs> I could just do me. And now I can't. <laughs> yes. I work so home. you must be one of them types that be working from home. Luckily, I'm able to do my podcast full time. Um but it was, it's just, it's frustrating. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for this to be over so I can be like, okay, you have a play date with somebody and you have errands to run. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, 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 that's crazy. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I'm just waiting for the day we can just go wherever the hell we want to go and not. I mean, we can still go, but places are still closed. I'm I'm waiting for day places to be open and people can stop whining about it. I'm just like because you hear some people like, "Oh, good, they're opening up," and "Oh, bad, now they're opening up." And, and also, I need our government to make up their mind about what the hell they're gonna do because you know, they had they had said shit about opening back up the country until. Somebody in the Senate suggested, hey, oh, let's, no, cut, let's cut them $2,000 checks <laughs> until this mess is over. I knew that wasn't going to happen. It was a wish and a prayer. I knew it was going to I wasn't going to happen. I said, hey, 
One could hope, oh, but yeah, I figured it wouldn't like happen. Gonna now like, they're talking about opening back up the country. I'm like, okay. Um, they're not going to want to go back to work. They're not going to want to uh, repopulate the economy, and they're not going to want to do anything. They're going to expect another stimulus check. And then on top of that, um, people that want things back open um, are very selfish. <laughs> I'm going to say this because um, the way that it's spreading and how fast it's spreading is because y'all don't listen. Y'all don't stay home when you're sick. That's the reason why kids get sick. If you if you have kids and you send them to school and little Johnny over there has got a runny nose and they see you know, half the class is missing, that's, that's prime example why. Because people don't listen to the rules. <laughs> Very selfish. <laughs> no, I, I have to agree with you. Y'all heard it from my mother here. Keep your kids at home if they sick. And what is with everybody and this obsession Look, with all the damn cleaning supplies and the toilet paper? So if you have the up and up about hand sanitizer, please send me some because um, we were out of toilet paper for the first couple weeks. Um, paper towels too. And now those are fully stocked and nobody's fighting over it, which is kind of funny. Um, but there's still no hand sanitizer. But what I will tell you is there's hand soap. So. <laughs> soap and water, damn it. Look, look, because I, I actually looked, I actually studied some people. They yeah. said using too much of hand sanitizer will mess up your skin and mess up the skin cells of your body. It's like hand hand soap, you ladies and do it the old school way. <laughs> Rub your hands together for whatever you can say. Shit. <laughs> Sings his song lyric or whatever. So I do want about your podcast. What can men get from listening Um, to your? So men can get a lot of things from listening to my podcast. Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, they can get information on how to, like we said earlier, how to date a single mom. Um, how to, um, improve your marriage if you're married. Um. How to value your significant other in your life. Um, they can get a lot. <laughs> and I highly suggest that men do listen to not only my podcast, but other um, women-based podcasts. Because there are a lot of tips in there. Like, we basically have girl chat. The things that you guys want to know <laughs> is on a podcast. <laughs> um, so I would think you guys should listen. Um, just like we listen to... You know, like men talk with other men on sports, and like you think we just watch TV and know these things? No, <laughs> you know we get little inside scoops and we get little we do a little research. You guys can do the same. <laughs> Listen, we we do the same too, and also we talk about more things than sports because I've had plenty of guys on, and sports came up, but we got into a lot of other issues too as well. So, lastly. Lastly, Jennifer, why should people subscribe to the Mom to Wife Plus Life podcast? Um, you should subscribe for many reasons because not only do I talk to moms and about motherhood and all the juicy good stuff about that, um, we talk about real life situations and real life struggles. And um, I always say, if you don't put it out there, you're never going to get the need or the help that you want. So um, if you're a person that likes to help people like me, um, I highly suggest you listen to some podcasts, especially mine, because there's a lot of ladies, a lot of entrepreneurs that are just now starting out. Um, There's a lot of inside scoop regarding moms, regarding things that we are frustrated with, um, especially in our marriage relationship with our kids the way society is treating us. Um, there's a lot of information you can get there. And it's also a lot of funny stories that, you know, um, you can listen and hear and real life stories. Um, like I've talked about my mom and my whole childhood, you know, people have had it way worse than I have. And, you know, I, <laughs> to me, I couldn't imagine that, but people have. And, you know, it's it's nice to it tugs on your heartstrings, but it also helps someone else out. 
So. Hey, that's real. I want to thank you, Jennifer, for your time. Thank you for coming on Blessing. Look at talk with your presence. This was de- definitely very eye-opening and very mind-blowing. And I do want to thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on because it means a lot to me that you would take time to join me and on Look at Talk. So I do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No problem. I, it's nice to be on the other side. <laughs> so thank you so much for allowing me to be a guest and um, sharing my truth and my story and um, my podcast with you guys. Um, and also, like I tell all of my guests, I'm going to tell this to you too, Jennifer. <laughs> I might be in Florida, but I'm only one DM away. <laughs> so whenever you're ready for me to come on the Mom to Wife Plus Life podcast and talk a little bit about, about my, my struggles and what I've gone through, and of course, liquor talk, you just let me know. And whenever you're ready to set that up, again, I'm only a damn away. Yes. Um, I'm actually going to start reaching out to people again to be a guest on the Mom to Wife Plus Life podcast within the next month um, to get recording for season three, um, which comes out in August. But as a mom, I'm always busy, so it's nice to get a little leg up and get that going. <laughs> yes, we're all busy, so I totally feel you. Ladies and gentlemen, support the podcast, support both podcasts. Thank you for listening, for listening to another episode of the Look and Talk podcast. Go ahead and subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Trendy TV, wherever you get your podcast at. If you got any feedback, any suggestions, go ahead and hit me in the inbox on at Look Talk Podcast. Until the next time we meet later, pull that look up and be great. See you.